0: If I were to say, this company's values are use business to protect nature, and you were to say, Patagonia, you'd be right. On the other hand, if you were to say, this company's values are respect, integrity, communication, and excellence, and you said anything other than Enron, well, let's just say you won't be going home with a set of Nexus-branded steak knives. The point is this, just about every organization has values, ones they can choose to embrace like Patagonia, or ones they can ignore like Enron. I think it's fair to say that the arc of both those companies' stories is a signal that creating meaningful values that everyone in your organization can live by is pretty important. Especially when many in your prospective talent pool say they seek employers with values they can embrace, and many organizations' values are being tested. And if you doubt me, then you need to listen to the guest on this episode. His name is Kevin Burt, and besides being a person who spent years helping organizations define and live by their values, he's also my boss. As we go into a season where more than a few of us may spend a moment or two pondering the values that define our actions, there are few people better equipped to talk about them. Kevin Burt joins us at the Nexus. Kevin, values drivers, define them for us.
1: I think it's less about values drivers and more about whether your company values drive value. Is it something that's truly ownable and distinctive to your organization? If you look at these words on the page, are they different than a human value like respect? We did a scan of hundreds of organizations. There was a significant overlap between company values and human values. And oftentimes we conflate the two. A value that drives value is something that is truly distinct to your organization And if you were to look at those values in concert, you would be able to identify who the organization is by looking at its values. And right now, I would characterize things as a sea of sameness.
0: By having distinctive values statements, as opposed to perhaps something a little bit more anodyne like integrity or respect, those perform better.
1: There's an end to that. For some organizations, the human value may actually be core to that organization's mission. So if I'm a healthcare organization, care might be front and center, and the focus on care might actually be something that still needs to be delivered against. The nuance that exists within care is, how do we care differently than other organizations in our category? Not only do the values domains that you place front and center, live to activate the company's purpose and activate its company strategy, you also want to make sure that those values are brought to life in that distinctive way.
0: For those companies who've chosen to be thoughtful and even creative and specific around the values they want their people to embody, they're seeing more traction within their organization. Yes or no?
1: I think the traction is the result of clarity. What is a great value? It should be recognizable, rewardable, teachable, actionable in your day-to-day, measurable. When we look at those human values, what human being wouldn't want people to show up with those human values? The answer is not many. What CEO would not want innovation? If the CEO and the CHRO want the purpose and the strategy to be activated effectively. Those are the critical inflection points from our perspective.
0: Can you see values driving value? And by that, I mean values that can create revenue growth for a company. Can you make that direct linkage?
1: I think a value that drives value, which is ownable and distinctive, does exactly that. We played a little game at Nexus to test this thinking one of our senior strategists came in with company values and played, name that company. And one of the organizations had several values. One of them was go get it, focus on safety. Another one was innovate the trip. And we were playing a little bit of a guessing game. Okay, well, it's trip, so it must be a travel company. And then one of the team members said, it's Uber. Yes, go get it. They're scrappy. They went in, elbows up, and they took market share. And that was something that they wanted to hold on to. You can draw a straight line between those values and their economic performance and their risk.
0: Uber, valuable app led and developed by potentially rapacious tech bros. They may have values, but are they necessarily ethical? How important is it that your values also happen to be ethical?
1: I think ultimately, not only are value-driving values a leadership tool, they're also a accountability tool when done well. We helped an organization launch two values, radically simple and genuinely caring. It was a bank, and these two things were meant to make that a different place to bank. And when used in combination would be a different place to bank, that is delivering on that experience leaders employees and others can look at those values and challenge back and manage up and say that wasn't genuinely caring or is that genuinely caring so whether you like it or not your published values which is why google ditched don't be evil your published values are the things that when done well you want your organization and your customers to push into and challenge on. It's actually meant to create that dynamic friction to push towards that place that you want to be ownable, higher ground. The utility of this when done well is to actually lean into that tension and embrace it because that's actually the best medicine for any organization is to put something that is aspirational out there demonstrate that it is encouraged to challenge towards that and challenge status quo of anything that isn't and then you start to see where those more business driving values that are going to define the experience where those become more valuable in moving the needle
0: kevin what's more important an internal or an external values activation
1: easy answer internal the internal activation in a way that is reinforced by a powerful storytelling culture, operationalized in your talent attraction, meaning you're targeting those share the same values and want to unlock and drive the same value impact, onboardable to welcome individuals into the organization, recognizable through your recognition program, remediatable through your performance management process, reinforceable through your talent management, i.e. how people get promoted and elevated in the organization. If you have that internal piece brought to life really, really well, and you've built your values in a way that unlocks measurability and performance, that would be the answer.
0: This all sounds great when things are rosy, everyone's seeing profit, share prices up, it's not lost to anyone that we're going into or have the potential to go into a recession where such an activation might seem like a luxury. What do you say to those people who are thinking that and how do you persuade them otherwise?
1: Every organization is looking at their response to the current market conditions, whether you're Amazon or whether you're any other organization, and coming back with new strategies and tactics that you also, in some cases, may be deflating for the workforce or may be depleting because more is being asked of them. And one of the challenges that we're seeing show up is leaders, in particular, are drinking from a fire hose with countless seemingly conflicting priorities and asks from operations, from HR, from finance and otherwise, and they are generally spinning plates and burnout is high. 70% of CEOs are walking back, slowing or pausing their transformation initiatives due to burnout or lack of resources, for example. That's uh, recent KPMG data. Values that are value-driving, that show and give clarity around how teams need to show up. Part of the leadership toolbox, when put next to the strategy, here's what we prioritize, and here's how you're being asked to show up. Those two, in simple combination, Get rid of all of that white noise, and they become the backdrop for those conversations in a much cleaner and reinforceable narrative that doesn't feel like a bunch of stuff. It has a common narrative through line and it has a common leadership structure in terms of how things are spoken about. The fact that that's actually scalable and quickly scalable across your company would be its key benefit. So, in other words, any change. Good or bad,
0: where you have to depend on the performance of your people to whether it is an opportunity to explore your values and to see if they're helping them do that.
1: Correct. If all cultures are born of narratives and norms and culture eats strategy for breakfast, If you are doing a strategy that doesn't have the cultural activation component and values, mindsets, and behaviors when done right, do that thing, then you're missing a key component of your change. And you're part of that. Why most change enablements and transformations experience the struggles they do is because the human factor has been omitted entirely.
0: Kevin, this has been illuminating. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Are
0: you a leader who's wondering if your values reflect where your organization is today? Could it be time to draw up a new blueprint for those values? If so then your first email should be to Nexus. For more than two decades, we've been helping companies transform their cultures by articulating, validating, and expressing their values and even measuring the impact of those values as well. Find us at www.nexuscommunications.com. That's N-E-X-U-S communications.com. And if you find some value in what you heard today, then why not give us the gift of letting the whole world know? Rate us or comment on us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your podcast heart is light. The Nexus is hosted by me. My name is Chris Nelson, and I thank you for listening.